UB men's basketball is trash this year. Yeah. They're two and 15. Oh, I know. Like, that's so bad. Not a great place to be. Yeah. I might keep that in the pod just for fun. We should have like like opens like before the music. We're yeah, just kind of talking about random stuff. Cold opens with random topics. Yeah, and then you play the music. Like if we're doing this right now and you're leaving this in, I could be like, and now Dan, play the music. Welcome back to the Eye on the Ball podcast. I'm your host, Dan I, alongside Jim Zeiger once again. The road has come to an end for the 2023-2024 Buffalo Bills season. Another heart-wrenching, gut-punching, just despicable loss in the divisional round once again at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills lose in front of the home crowd, 27-24, two years in a row for that to happen. But uh, we'll dive into all of that, and then we'll also look ahead to the future as the team begins to look at the rough offseason ahead of what's to come. Um, one thing I think that can be pretty much agreed on is that this team will look different next year. You'll have a lot of the same pieces, but a lot of different pieces as well. But we'll uh, we'll dive into that first. Jim, welcome back. Thanks for being with us again. Of course. Um, Always glad to be here. I don't even know where to start with this. Let's just, uh, your, your thoughts. You were in the building again for the game on Sunday against Kansas yep. City. How are, how are you feeling now? A little bit removed? Not in the instant moments after. Yeah. Uh, kind of feels like Groundhog Day, I would say. You know, like I kind of got that deja vu kind of, you know, vibe from. I mean, I was in the. I went to watch the Bengal game, Bengals game last year, and that same kind of deflating feeling walking out from a divisional loss is not something I want to do again. You know, so when it happened, you know, it kind of happened really abruptly. You know, with Bass missing the field goal at the end. But I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm kind of in that grieving phase right now where I'm just I was angry yesterday. Um, today I'm kind of like accepting it a little bit, but I'm still kind of like I don't know a little denial, a little depression, kind of like all oh, the season's over. But I don't know. I'll progress through the Bills' grief like we all do. You know, I mean we we do this. It feels like you know for the last couple like every year, last three in the divisional round, but. I mean, well, we'll be okay. We'll all be all right, in a, you know, and we'll get back into off-season prep, but definitely ended sooner than I wanted it to. Yeah, 93 days until the NFL draft. So, Oh, uh, oh joy. There's also, I think it's only like 65 days until the Bisons open the season. Yeah, nice. Because nothing sounds more fun than Salem Field on March 29th. Ooh, wow, yeah. i got to wear my winter coat when I go to that one. Yeah, starting the season in March for the first that's, time that's ever. That's absolutely crazy. That's stupid. This is, you're talking about two weeks after the St. Patrick's Day parade, they're going to try to play baseball here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, good luck with them. They'll need shovelers there too. Don't worry. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, but <laughs> I'm looking, I'm deflecting. That's what yeah, I'm doing. I, no, I, I can tell. I'm just I've, letting I've you go. That point. Yeah, I've hit I'm that not, point I'm not gonna where uh, 
I don't want to dwell on it. I think it's part of the, we've all now had these experiences. And for our generation, we hadn't had a run of any sort of success to watch and enjoy. So this has been very new and very raw for this whole new generation of fans who are seeing it now. And I think after six years of, yep, it's going to rip your heart out at the end. I'm starting to get to a place where I'm not as mad as I have been in years past. Right. I was mad until the final kneel down happened. I got through all of my vent Mm -hmm. in about two minutes. (laughs) And then, yeah, which I, I will take that. And then it just kind of turned into a blah. Yeah. I, that's that kind of sat there for a couple days. I chose the route of like only talking to myself about football. Like I didn't want to talk to anybody else. Like I went into the office and like I told everyone I don't want to talk about it. Like usually I call like my parents after the game. I didn't want to call them. Like I just I just wanted to sit and I just wanted to kind of sulk and be like, you know what? I I didn't want this to happen. It did. I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move on. I mean, that's just and like what you were saying earlier, like it kind of sucks that we're at this point where like we're okay and we know how to deal with it. It's good and it's bad, right? It's good because it means we keep going to the playoffs. Healthy. It's It's healthier for sure. I agree, but it's like, but it's bad because we still can't get over that hump of beating a good team in the playoffs. You know, like they, they got some playoff wins. I'm not going to take that away from them, but if you look at the quarterbacks they're beating and the quarterbacks they are losing to, I mean, a little bit of a difference there, you know, outside of Lamar um, in what was that like 2020, but yeah, the Taron Johnson game. Right. I just, it's, I think the word that comes to mind for me is kind of exhausting, you know, where I just kind of like am very exhausted of losing like over and over and over where I'm just praying for something, you know, just, I know, and this is the worst part. Cause now I'm, I don't want to sound like my dad, my uncle, these people I talk to where they're like, yeah, we're still waiting too. I just like, oh, I just don't want you. Josh Allen's here. I don't want that to be what we're doing forever, you know, right. but right. Eh, what can you do? Right. Well, and that's the thing is that we can be mad that, the bills haven't gotten to this point, but in the past decade, over the past 10 years, the only, you have two Kansas city championships, new England's got a couple and then Denver beat Carolina in super bowl 50. Yeah. That's the only AFC teams that have climbed to this point. Like, right. It is incredibly hard to be at this level where a play separates you. Yeah, And the stakes only get higher and the stress levels only get higher and the letdown gets even higher. Yeah. And they just, I want to be mad that they haven't eclipsed it. And there's something to be said for a team having your number, but I think it also comes with a realization of the bills are consistently one of the top eight teams in the league. And sometimes it comes down to a bad bounce. Right. Nicole Hardman doesn't fumble on the half yard line. That game was over at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And what a play by Poyer, too. Right. Or it's not over and that changes the entire script of the fourth quarter. 
in the way the Bills play those last possessions. Right. I think they had a game plan, and when it came down to it, they were one, two plays away from doing it. Yeah. And when you talk about a whole season, all these snaps, 120 plays a game between the offense and defense, for it to come down to two, yeah. it just it hurts because you can do all of the work and still you have one moment. And if yep. you don't do the right thing in one moment, like a second and nine where you throw to the end zone, it, it just, it's so much. And then yeah. so little that it all lives on a razor's edge. Right. And it's just, it's tough because, you know, like obviously you try and drum up these things in your head, like everything we went through to get there, you're like, you know what, this is going to be it. You know, like they've went through all the ups and downs. They've won the close games. They've won like winning different ways, you know, like, so you think, Hey, this is the most prepared you're going to be. Joe Burrow's not in the playoffs. Mahomes is coming here. Like it's finally time. But then you look at what it takes to win in the playoffs. Just a couple, like you said, just a couple plays, you know, Josh hits Cleo Shakir in the end zone on that route. Like he had him open, but Chris Jones is also making an incredible rush and he's pushing Deion Dawkins back into him. Josh has got to get it. You know, he, his feet aren't set. He's got to get it off a little quickly and Hey, he gets Chris Jones gets paid too. I mean, that's why he's there. He is a game wrecker, right. but you're saying like those couple plays, all it takes is for like one of those to change. And then, Hey, you might, I'm not going to say you will. Cause there still would have been time on the clock, but you could have beat Kansas city. You would have been up on them with less than two minutes left. Yeah. Okay. But... So yeah, if they connect on that play, you're going to be at about a minute 45 ish left yeah. up four. Do you think the bills win at that point? Because I don't think they do. No, I, I don't. I still don't think they do. I would say it would have to depend on, you know, and this kind of, it would put it on Sean McDermott too. Like, you didn't have many defensive stops throughout that game. The fourth quarter, they started, I'm not going to say shutting them down, but they were, they were making a couple plays here and there. And what I did notice is in the fourth quarter, they started putting Saran Neal checking Travis Kelsey at the line and yep. having him at least have to fight through a guy to get separation. Kyrie Elam was kind of being brought in every now and then. Dorian Williams was kind of being brought in every now and then. They started adjusting. They started kind of being like, you know what? Like the guys we have out there, it's not working. We got to change stuff, something up. I'm not saying like it's Patrick Mahomes. Like he probably would have found a way to get in the end zone. And we'll never, we'll obviously never know that. But being up four instead of three, you know, it's different. He has to go for the end zone. He might take some shots. He might do right. some different things. I mean, maybe the Bills learn from like going down and they start I mean, they, they were starting to check the receivers at the line. Right. Like maybe they start doing that and then something crazy happens. I don't know. But you got to yeah. put yourself in that position. You can't you can't get to the point where like I mean, you're kicking that field goal just to tie it just for Mahomes to move down the field in, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds and throw and kick a field goal. Harrison Buckers like nails. Right. So well, I don't know. I don't the think the game so, was over but... at that point. I think no, we were all hundred hindsight. We've all realized it, but in the moment it felt still like, 
Oh, yeah. All right, as long as you got a chance, you got a chance. But really, that was the ball game. Yeah. That And to me, that's the only reason why on that second down play, they showed it on the TV broadcast that they're going to play it, and Josh will play it in his head over and over this offseason. He had Steph running underneath completely free. I know. And that's the only play that they had in my mind because that's a catch over the middle of the field that takes a second and nine, turns it to a third and one, or maybe even a first down. And that all of a sudden then forces Kansas City to start using timeouts. Oh, I know. Right. Or you're running the clock. So I'm mad the Shakir pass didn't connect, but I'm also not convinced that in clutch time we would have just been setting ourselves up to have our hearts ripped out even more yeah devastating fashion right well that's the josh allen effect too worse you know that's what you that's what you take on when you have josh allen i mean he wants the touchdown he wants to win it all you know well and he had it that's i can't be mad at him for taking that shot he had him and the defender made a play and unfortunately you got you got 90 guys that are all trying to make a play and and it's one of the not, best ones on the Chiefs, too. Right. And it's not always going to be our guy. Yeah. But So here we sit yet again. Yeah. So let's play a little bit of the blame game. We put out the call on social media yeah. asking what you're blaming this, this loss, this crashing into the season, where you were putting the blame. Because the reality is, there's about five or six different factors all mashed together that right. all play into this blame soup. Yeah, there always is. But there's a couple of big ones. First off, this one, who had it? Nate Schneider sent this one in defensive injuries. There's no hiding. Oh, yeah. The impact of it. Having to have A.J. Klein on the field instead of Terrell Bernard, That that's your ball game. Right there. That's the first three quarters of Travis Kelsey just shredding through. That's where you're getting the 20 yard plays. Right. Rasul Douglas, clearly not a hundred percent. Yeah. He was fighting through it, which I like him fighting through it more than I like other options. But at some point, Elam might've been a better play there strictly for being fully healthy. Right. And I mean, I'm not one of the people who with Elam thinks, you know, all is lost with him. Like he's going, he's what, it's his second year in the league. He's going to make some mistakes. He had an interception last week in the red zone. That's (laughs) the thing. When he plays, for some reason, he's like, he's a baller. He's a big game, big spot, big play guy. Right. And like he's already picked off Patty Mahomes, you know, when they played his rookie year. And I'm not saying he would, but. He's he's their most athletic corner right now, especially, you know, with the injuries that we had. And that's where I was just – it's like one of those missed opportunities that I'll go over in my head. Like, if you just put him in, what maybe something would have happened. Now, maybe you would have held Rasheed Rice all night and got many flags. I don't know. But there's this, that potential for put him out there. He's athletic. He can move. Like, who knows, you know? But, yeah, I mean, defensive injuries, I mean, like you said, it's going into the game, that's what we were most worried about. You know, we were watching the injury reports. I think I sent it to you two or three times during the week being like, hey, they're still all not practicing. You know, like, what are you supposed to do now? Right. And that's 
Everybody deals with their injuries. Everybody has. Oh, the yeah. Chiefs now are looking real banged up. Willie Gay went out. Yeah, he was out. That was their defensive game plan, was have him spy Josh Allen all game long. And when all of a sudden he goes out, their entire game plan goes out the window. Right. Every team has to deal with injuries. It just felt like the Bills all piled up on one side of the ball, with the exception of Gabe Davis. Yeah. Everybody else was defensively going all the way back to Matt Milano in London. Yep. You're talking like you want to play the what if game. If you have Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard playing linebacker, I think one, I don't think the Bills were in a position as the two seed. I think they would have challenged for the one seed all season. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Turned a game or two. And I, not three. Yeah. I just. Yeah, they certainly don't go and give up a last-second touchdown drive to Mac Jones in New England. That doesn't happen if they're both out there. But you can play that what-if, but the reality is you play with the cards that you're dealt. And I'm just having a hard time being mad about anything because I'm just bargaining. No, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We would have had this and we right. would have had that. Like You're moving through the Bills' grief process. That's what exactly. you're supposed to be doing. They, they It just... Oh well, yeah, it sucks. It, well, it, they're they're it happens to everyone. Yeah, I mean the the teams who win, it's an, it's not an excuse. It just it's next man up. So right. and they did that to a point. I mean you like they lost a lot of guys. I mean on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, and they figured out how to you know get through each game. Now they were a little closer than we wanted to sometimes, but. I mean, that's just the way of the season. Everybody has injuries. Everybody's going to be forced to put a backup in at some point to play major snaps. So, right. yeah, we come into the game and we're like, A.J. Klein on on Travis Kelsey, oh, my, that's not going to be good. And it wasn't whatsoever. But it's like, yeah. hey, you got to just do your best to get through it, you know. And, right. like, at that point, if it's me, I'm kind of saying, hey, I don't think we're going to be able to stop Mahomes here. Our, we're too banged up. Let's kind of get our offense going. Let's have a more high offensive, high octane, like play, like game plan. Right. And let's focus on putting up a lot of points. Like, that's just me. Like I'm offense first. I score more points than the other team. You're going to win the game, you know? And it's just, I don't, I think they got into a, a bad area where their defense couldn't be counted on. And then, you know, the receivers, I don't think they had thought that they could get open enough to do that. They weren't getting open, or even in tight coverage, they were dropping uh, passes yeah. that Josh couldn't put in a more specific spot. But that's, yeah, yeah that kind of leads into the next one that we've got Tim Beltrami. The offense seemed to panic in the second half. That, I think, comes down to the adjustments that teams make at halftime. Right. And the Chiefs' defense is very good. Yeah. They they are unbelievably good. They're unbelievably fast, which the Bills' offense seemed to lack at points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah it 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 looked kind of panic because it looked like Kansas City forced that panic. Yeah, I think they started to set the tone. The first half was so much the Bills' O line controlled everything. Right. They knocked them in the teeth and pushed them down the field. And that's why the Bills had over 100 yards rushing in the first half. Right. 
all of a sudden that changes, that stiffens up, the field tilts a little bit. Now you got to come up with answers from places you didn't have to. Right. And that's why it all looks different and disjointed. Yeah. Because and it's I think, not what was working. Yeah. And I think they, what I started seeing is they started like having one high safety and dropping another guy into the box. Right. And they were just, they were plugging up like all the run lanes and you know how much they've been relying on cook and, and Ty Johnson and, and Josh in the run game to keep drives going. But they started doing that. They just like, I think I noticed it like three or four times. I was like sitting in my seat being like Gabe's one-on-one on the outside right now. And that safety is shading to the opposite side. Like, I think they think a run play is coming, but like, if you can check it and see Steph's one-on-one, I, you know, take a shot. I don't know. They like started doing that. And sometimes, yeah, they drop it back into coverage, but that that's what I noticed at half was they just were dedicated to stopping the bills running the ball. Right. Yeah. Anything that they were running up the middle went from gash plays of six, seven yards, all of a sudden turned to these like two yard runs or even negative plays the whole offensive game plan for the bills, everything lived and died around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Especially coming from where we were a couple of years ago. Right. You're talking about this is a team that connects on bombs, but look at that big bomb that goes through Diggs's hands. Yeah. We've been talking about it. Well, for what a month now that they were trying that once a game and it never once connected. Yep. The only time that worked was on the 36-yard play in Miami where yeah. Josh found Steph down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even a massive game-breaker. That was a 36-yard pass. Okay. You've seen a yeah. lot of those in the league this year. That's not yeah. <laughs> it's not right. anything rarefied error. But that was the only time it worked, and they must have tried it 10 times over the past five weeks. Yep. It worked once. A 10% success rate on that is never going to get you anywhere. And it's not worth even taking that shot. Right. Where teams barely have to defend that. Mm-hmm. It was one-on-one. That There was, you, you would expect, one, it not to go through his goddamn hands. Mm. Why he's trying to catch that with his elbows and bring it into his body like that instead of just using his hands. I don't know why. Yeah. How where in what world that made sense but th- th- why take that shot at all because you know it's not gonna work yeah like, i mean like they worked themselves into that hole that they didn't have that game breaker threat yeah i mean they haven't for a lot of the season you know and i think that's why all of us here in buffalo are kind of pushing for that wide receiver in the draft because like the bills have always like lived on those like explosive plays you know and they started disappearing like or they turned more to the run game to get them and like i understand what josh is doing first of all he put that ball in a bucket would it travel like 64 yards in his hands yeah and like a lot of the throws they haven't been connecting on like oh it's too short or oh it's too far or oh it kind of like the route didn't match up to where the ball was put. And that was the closest they've, they've he come. finally just put it on his hands. And yes, yeah, Steph had to slow a little bit, come back to the ball a little bit, but it hit him in the hands. You know, he's Stefan Diggs. 
He's got to make that catch. And I know I'm asking something that's incredibly hard that I wouldn't be able to do, but how many times have we seen him make that catch in the past? Right. And I mean, if you go up, up. right. If you go up with your hands too, you're then setting yourself up that the defender can also get a hand to it. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you use, let it come down and then use your back to shield off that defender. So I understand where it's coming from, but in that situation, I'm looking at that going, you have some of the best hands in the league. Use your damn hands. Catch the ball, man. <laughs> right. Catch the ball. And that's, I just, that I was the was play that, it. that was the play that broke me. Cause that could have yeah. changed everything. And that was the like, yep. Nope. We are doomed. Like the one that Sherfield yeah. tried to get and dive to across the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even that mad about that when he made as Not Sherfield. He, right. He made no. the best possible play he could. He like laid out for it the digs one was the one that broke me where I went, this just isn't going to happen. It's just, yeah. it's just not. There, there was like a realization moment where I was sitting, where I was just like, that hasn't worked all year. But like, I thought that ball goes up and a part of me was like, he's got this ball. Like it's digs one-on-one. He's got this ball. And I saw the ball bounce off the turf. And I was just like, man, it's just, it's not working. It's just yeah. not working. Right. And it I just, don't know why. If, if That was my thought too, is we talked about it, that, if sometime that play is going to hit and they yep. keep running it. And at some point it's going to hit. And I was fully convinced when it was in the air, this is the time. Mm. And then it wasn't. And then it <laughs> wasn't like, just like this is the year. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't six groundhog day. We're back. Yeah, exactly. Hey, the bill season that we're going to do off season prep. We're going to go through the draft. We're going to be happy. OTAs training Ooh. camp. The season starts. And we're going to come right back to here. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a little negative today, but yeah. all, right. all right. All right. So next comment coming from Megan play calling on the last drive, kind of what we've been talking about too rushed. I think play calling on the last drive, but play calling overall in the second, uh, the whole game plan that second and shorts, they kept getting themselves in a perfect position to have second and shorts. And then they would just run another short play to keep the clock going. There were no shot plays. And I think that's why Kansas city was, able to crash down and fill load up the box in the second half because the bills weren't taking any shots. Yeah. They, they, they didn't ever stretch the field, space it out by themselves, more room. Right. It almost sounds, it almost feels like watching it. Like that's kind of what they wanted to do. They wanted to, you know, have the time of possession numbers and they wanted to go on long drives. And they wanted to limit the possessions of Mahomes, and, you know, and I have a snarky comment. Hey, Dan, I have a question for you. Sure. Do we know if the run is established yet? Uh, yeah, I think it would be established. Has it been established? Are you sure? Because they were yeah. still running James Cook for like one or two yards in the last couple drives. Yeah. I Has think, it been uh, established? Yeah. Yeah, it's been okay. established. All right. I just wanted to ask that question. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that Joe Brady all of a sudden was a, we're going to run the ball offensive coordinator when he was the mm-hmm. complete opposite. I with- know. With Cam Newton in Carolina, uh, but it's—I don't know. It dri- it drives me nuts like that. Like it, you're down. Like I know that I know the clock is a factor, and I know you in a perfect world, you'd want to go down the field on 
like score a on 10, the final play. Yeah, on a nine-minute drive and score on the final play, and they don't get to touch the ball. And hurrah! Yeah, we're on to the AFC Championship. But like, you're not winning at that point. You're not tied at that point. Like, you need to score. Right. So, can we get the points first and then worry about the defense after? Like, that's right. the thing that I didn't like. And I know we're talking about play calling. That's what I didn't like throughout the game was he and I. You know how I feel about McDermott. He wasn't playing to win. He was playing not to lose yet again. Right. He was, I don't want Mahomes to go down on me, so I'm going to give him just a few possessions, and he has to be perfect. Now, hey, look, Patty Mahomes is perfect. That's what he's going to do. Right. But, like, well, you that's... can't – It you're limiting yourself as well. Right. Josh you, Allen. You limited him you... – you limited him to – like, you held the ball 10 minutes longer than the Chiefs did – the Chiefs' scoring drives were all like under four minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't matter that you were limiting them; they were still scoring. They right. were still just going whoosh and rocketing down the field and scoring. So, how much time? Because I mean, we've proven even thirteen seconds isn't enough to make that happen. Yep. At some point, you got to accept like, let's go score right now. They may score again, and then we get the ball back with two minutes. Yeah. Like that that's the way that last drive should have worked instead of dragging it on going down the field. That that bothered me. But back to like playing with the short field and everything condensed. Back on the Shakir touchdown, mm-hmm. when they took the five yard penalty to move it from the eight back out to the thirteen, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was third and thirteen when they accepted yeah. the penalty. I felt better about them being five yards back further because I was like rambling saying, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. It buys them more space. It gives the receivers more room to work. It buys Josh more time. When everything gets condensed down there was when I felt like they were struggling a little bit Mm -hmm. and playing in that tight gap. And all of a sudden you open it, Josh has to make a perfect pass, but he does. So it works. You can't do that. Right. Right. It was a nice pass too. He like juked a defender like coming oh, at him yeah. and then made that throw. Ugh. And sweet. Move, moving to his left, throwing oh, across yeah. his body and still put it right in a spot where Shakir could make an un- it was unbelievable throw, unbelievable catch. Like that's oh, yeah. arguably one of the best plays of the season for them. But yeah, I think the play calling, they needed to ramp it up. And in the postseason, you get aggressive. Like you have to get aggressive and they, they, they didn't, they had their game plan and they stuck to the game plan. And ultimately the game plan could have worked. You connect on one more play and the game plan does work, but. So wait, just so we're just, so everyone, I have this question. I think everyone's going to ask who has to be aggressive. The whole team. Okay. Okay. Uh, who Which, has to be aggressive? Yeah, the head coach. Ah, there, there it is. Go. Well, okay. So the conservative defensive man needs to be aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's shown a great track record of always being aggressive. Yeah. Well. Mm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in this situation, it didn't work. So I guess that segues kind of nicely into our last comment. From Kayla, coaching decisions, even if Bass makes that field goal, the coaches are asking a banged-up defense to make a big stop on a Mahomes-led offense. They, 
that's why I think that Steph Diggs was, the, they only had one play there and it was the option that Josh didn't even look at because he saw the end zone. Yeah. And that's why I'm convinced that even if they score a touchdown, they still find a way to lose that game. Yeah. I understand that McDermott will always have faith in his guys to get a stop. And you even mentioned it a little bit ago about how the defense was playing better in the fourth quarter, but they got no turnovers outside of that wild, wacky fumble on the one yard line. Yeah. They haven't forced Mahomes into a turnover. Yeah. And I mean, and here's the other thing. And I heard this on WGR 550 this morning. Thank you, Jeremy White, for giving me these stats. Um, McDermott's defenses against, you know, in these games, in these playoff elimination games, they're always getting torched. So I don't know where that, like, belief that his – like that he has in his defense is coming from on in this playoff game because, and I'll run over some statistics with you, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. What do you got? So we got the last four, four, oh my gosh, four. The last four. four. Uh Welcome to to a Boston podcast. I'm I'm, I'm getting worked up, so I'm, I'm trying to just remain calm here. Last four playoff elimination games. There you go. Three against the Chiefs. One against the Bengals. Right. On 38 drives, the Bills' defense have given up 16 touchdowns, eight field goals, and they have forced six punts. There has been six kneel downs or end of halves. They have one missed field goal and one turnover. That turnover came yesterday, or again, the game on Sunday, when Hardman fumbled the ball out of the end zone. So the, the fourth game is finally when they get the turnover. Okay. So adding up all those points, it's 134 points allowed. Do you know what that comes out to um, like per drive? Oh God. Per drive. It's like, that's three and a half points per drive. Yeah. That's more than a field goal. And I don't know if you know, like with like MVP quarterbacks, they're nowhere near 3.5. No. So you're giving the, but arguably, probably for right now, the best quarterback in the league right now, and Joe Burrow, I'll give it to that because I think he's a little lower than Allen and Mahomes. That's just me. Don't don't torch me, Bengals fans. You're giving him the ability to just walk through your defense in these four games. So I don't understand where the belief of, hey, we're going to kick this field goal and we're going to get this stop with a minute 40 left and two timeouts against the best quarterback who has statistically owned me in all of the games that we've played. Right. I just, I, I can't like, and that's where my, it doesn't compute to me. I don't understand where it's coming from and seeing the numbers, uh, it's driving me nuts. God, what'd you say it was 134, 134 points 134. on 38 drives. They forced six punts, six so you're giving Six punts. So you're giving up an average of 33 points a game in that. A little just a touch north of 33 points a game. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's like, and, and you say, defensive guy right there. Right. Your offense has to lead the way, but you're asking your offense to score 34 points in a playoff game against a top top defense at some point. Whether it was if they even if they got past Kansas City. If you're telling me that, okay, based on the way this has gone, the Ravens are going to score 30 points, the Bills have to score more. That's a tall task in any situation. Yeah. Like, 
you talk about the both sides of the ball and complimentary football and yada yada yada. That's not complimentary at all. No. That's everybody knew the pressure was going to be on the offense to put up points because the defense wasn't even like the fact that they held Kansas city to 27 was honestly pretty solid in my mind, like knowing the situation going in because every year is different, but knowing how hurt and how banged up they were. If you promise me Kansas city's finishing the game with 27 points, I'd probably take it. Right. I'd probably, I would you take that going in 27? It, you know, on, I think I picked them what last week to score 24. So I think a field goal onto that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's always, it will always be, you need to outscore Mahomes. Okay. You're never going to win a defensive grudge match against him. Yeah. It should have going to be 13, 10, right. It should have been years ago when, you know, the 13 seconds game when, yeah. Oh, we don't want to be given up that many points. Okay. But you were in that game because you scored points. You were not right. in that game because you tried to shut him down or limit right. his possessions. You were in it because Both. Josh played with his hair on fire. Yeah. And Gabe Davis Oakland. caught everything. Exactly. And that's like, I know you probably don't have the horses to do it with. I mean, Gabe was out and Steph was, there was something wrong with him. Shakir and Kincaid were looking good, but you just don't have the help on the outside that you needed with your wide receivers. Right. So, but there's just, I, I just don't understand why we're still kind of going and doing the same thing against Mahomes. Like, oh, let's just limit his possessions. Bad teams do that. That's how bad teams stay in games. They're like, we're going to keep the ball so you don't have it. You're a good team. You have Josh Allen. Throw the ball around. Try and get the explosive plays. Try and score more points. Don't run the ball so much. Yeah, you're milking the clock so he doesn't get it. You're also limiting the possessions you can have. Right. They finished. Bills finished with eight possessions in that game. Yeah, and I think, I think so. Kansas City had ten, but that includes the kneel downs at the end of each half. Right. So you're forcing yourself to be perfect, have to be perfect to right. win that game, right? Because now you have to get 28 points on eight drives. That means which... what 50 percent touchdown rate, right? Like that's a good defense, right? That's that's and, I don't and, know about you, but that's that's pretty the, tough. That's the bare minimum to win, right? Like, that, that, right. That's crazy with how the game script would change. I mean, you got to think, say Diggs catches that ball and then they score a touchdown, you know Mahomes is going down and scoring another touchdown. So right. you're going to have to – it's going to turn into the shootout like 13 seconds did. Right. But in my opinion, that's how this Bills team, because Andy Reid ha- and Mahomes have his defense, Sean McDermott's defense figured out, that's how you're going to beat this team. That's how the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They need to outscore them. That's right. just how it's going to work. Like he's shown, even when we have all the studs, Matt Milano was in the 13 seconds game. Yep. He was still, they were still moving the ball. They had a lot of guys in that game, but they were still moving the ball. You need to try and outscore the Kansas city chiefs. And I, until they realize that I don't think they'll ever beat them. Yeah. I think, I think the gap is much narrower than we're giving it credit for. I yeah, think I'm a little you, heated right now. I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, you could say they'll never be, but, Marquez Valdez Scantling makes two crazy catches for Mahomes and shows up in a way he hasn't really all season. And that like they just they connected and the Bills didn't. And unfortunately, every football game 
comes down to a handful of plays that go for or against you. Right. It just always always seems like the field is tilted in Kansas City's favor against Buffalo. In the postseason. In the regular season, it's always tilted Buffalo's way. Oh, joy. Yeah, Yeah. let's get those regular season wins going. Right. Can't wait for Kansas City to come back here next year. No, it's the regular season, so we'll be in a regular way. season. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be four and four, right? Against well, them. that's it'll a, did you see that the like the series kind of shifts that they'll play each other in twenty twenty four, in twenty twenty five the Bills play whoever matches them in the AFC West in terms of division finishing. So likely, if they both yeah. win the division again, yeah, they'll play again in twenty twenty five, and it's already confirmed that the Chiefs come here in twenty twenty six. So you're talking the next three regular seasons, Patrick Mahomes could be coming here to Buffalo in the regular season having to play against them. So this series and all of this talk about 13 seconds going to Arrowhead, this and that, this was your opportunity to set the tone for what the next three years are going to look like. Mm -hmm. And instead you've just reminded everybody that you aren't there yet. Yeah. And what what needs to change to be able to get there? Right. Because there's no I mean, doubt in my mind that the Bills beat the Chiefs at high mark next year in the regular season. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd pick them to win. Yeah. it's it, it feels like nothing matters until the divisional round next year. That's how – That's I mean, that's when – what it is when you have yeah. a good team. That's what you all the All the ups and Playoffs. downs and all the stress of winning the division again and getting past Miami, they did that. They handled Pittsburgh. They – how do you care about the regular season? And I know they have to and show up and they have to earn it. But as a fan, I don't give a damn until we get to the postseason now. Because if you don't get there, then there's a conversation that we have to have about what the hell are you doing? But that's, it. yeah, if you don't get there, that all of a sudden, the axe starts swinging. But damn. they have every year except Josh's first year. They, they've been here. You're talking, you lose to Houston, you lose to Kansas City, you lose to Kansas City, you lose to Cincinnati, you lose to Kansas City. Guess what? The AFC is not getting easier. No. It was easier this year with Burrow being out. Right. Burrow goes down, but all of a sudden, Pittsburgh's a good quarterback away from being solid. Cleveland is a good quarterback away from being solid. Since he's good, Baltimore's good. I mean, Anthony Richardson's going to come back for the Colts. Forgot about him. So the Colts are going to be good. Tennessee is the only down spot in the AFC South because Jacksonville can bounce right back. Houston, like you mentioned, the Chargers are going to have a new head coach. The Raiders looked alive with Antonio Pierce as their interim, and Denver. Who the hell knows what is going to happen with them? But you're talking that's. 12, 13 teams that can all make a legitimate case to have a run at this. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of your schedule is comprised of these teams. I mean, it it doesn't get easier, but all you got to do is get in and then screw it. Let's see what happens. But to me, it's going to be hard to check in and care like really deeply care until we get back to this point next year. I mean, all right. 
I know. What you I, mean. I will still watch you know, every game. I will I, still get okay. excited. And right. it's, this it's like, like the year you told me that you were throwing out all your bills stuff and packing it away until uh, the GM was fired. That is exactly what happened. I know but everything and... bills I owned in a tote in the attic until Doug Whaley got fired. Yeah. Oh, and the day that happened, you brought it all back out, brought it all back out. You and did. we were alive again, but yeah, that was the point I got. To, that was also, that was as far into the drought as we ever got. That was, that was year 17. So yeah, I, you had some stress going on. I know. Ugh, I just was... wanted to bring that back and see yeah. if there were any PTSD from that left from no. that moment. That that I look back at that like a success of like of you made it happen. You made yeah. them get some, rid of them. Some cosmic forces mm. worked together there. Okay. Why yeah. couldn't you have done it for this last game? You know, I next year can I, I may put, have to. Can I put the loss on you? Sure. Yeah, mm. I'll take I'll take this one. Next year. Nice. Nice. I will put all of my Bills stuff in a tote before the divisional game and say, until you beat Kansas City, I don't care. It's going it'll... to be in there for a long time. <laughs> Six years later, still. Maybe until the head coach, coach is gone. Nah. Ooh. I'm still completely confident that I Sean McDermott can win a Super Bowl. Uh, I... I just don't think so. Yeah. I. It, there's no doubt in my mind that he can. I just, I question where the trust of the people in the building and how much he has to have his hand in decision-making. I think a big part of it's going to be what they do with offensive coordinator. Yeah. Joe Brady stick around or do they go get somebody else? And then who do you get? What's their mentality? How do they work together with Sean? Because ultimately he is the head coach. Right. And, while he is, I think honestly, him being the defensive play caller helped the offense as the season went on because there was less attention paid to them. How do we know that though? You know, like he even said in his press conference today, like, no, he's I I don't go into that room. And Josh reiterated it too, like he's not in this room. Eh, you know, it's just the Bills, and I know. It changed a little this year, maybe for, you know, a reason where they didn't think they have the weapons. They used to throw the ball more than anyone else in the league. And then we, like, kind of shifted back this year. And, like, this was the first year we saw 12 personnel. We, you know, like, oh, let's get a focus on the run game. And, like, I don't know if that's completely him. I'm not sure. But... You know, I, I'm just not confident until I see that offense kind of run like Dayballs did. Right. Like when he was here, I'm just not confident that he's not doing it because he kind of preaches that kind of stuff. And this could be, you know, my bias of like, I don't like him anyway. And I don't think they're going to win. That, but... I was going to say, that's the problem here. Oh, I, know. I like Sean I McDermott and you right. don't. Yeah. So we are, we're entrenched in this argument. And until he, I mean, how many head coaches have won Super Bowls in the 50, 60 years of Super Bowls existing? This sounds like a question you should have asked me before the podcast so I could prepare it. Yeah, well, figure there's been 58 Super Bowls. Belichick has – I mean, a lot of guys have multiple. So you're talking 35, 40 head coaches? Sure. just Just ballpark it. 40 head coaches ever have won Super Bowls. 
there's 32 head coaches in the league this year. I mean, you're talking it it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. And I don't know if this stat is proving my point or working against me here, but like I'm letting you go cuz I want to see how you get out of it. You you have to join those ranks and you can I mean, look at all of the good coaches that have existed that never won a Super Bowl. Like does anybody look back at Marv Levy and say Oh yeah, that was a guy that could never win a Super Bowl. Like he was never capable of winning a Super Bowl because he didn't. He never he joined lost, that short. Lost, it's a, lost four, right? It's a super it's short true. list of guys that have won the Super Bowl. Like it, it's so goddamn hard. I agree with you. I and it's so hard that I don't think that our current head coach can do it. And maybe, but who maybe can? Because everybody in ago, the '90s thought Marv Levy could do it. Yeah, and he didn't. And he didn't. And, he didn't. and right. we lost so, four straight ones. Okay. And anytime I need a good cry, I turn it on because it's on Disney Plus, and I sit there and I watch it, and I get sad, and I realize, oh hey, this is what my parents had to go through. Oh hey, this right now, what's happening is what I'm going through. Okay. Yeah, we're living our own. It's scale, not as bad, but it down makes version. me feel like it's bad. Right. It's our getting me riled up again. You're they had me riled to soften it, but I just to say that he's not capable of. There's a shit ton of coaches that are not capable of and that I are think they unbelievable be names. No, yeah, get him out because you only have forty guys in history that have done this. What are we doing if we're not putting ourselves in the best possible position to win a Super Bowl? What are we doing? What are we doing? Like when what... Belichick came in with no. Brady in two thousand. He was coming off of, like, he was a junk head coach at that point and stumbled onto a miracle and then managed, obviously, everything. After rattling off a half dozen is incredible. But until he got that first one, I'm sure everybody was looking at going, this guy can't win a Super Bowl. He's a terrible head coach. You just need one moment to flip a switch. And as long as McDermott keeps putting the Bills in this position to make the playoffs – win the division, host playoff games, at some point, that switch will flip. You have good teams. Look at how often Peyton Manning was in the playoffs with the Colts. Look at how often he was going year after year after year, and all we heard was Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. It was never – Peyton Manning was the always a bridesmaid, never a bride kind of feel – until he wasn't. He had one year where it happened in Indianapolis. But all it takes yeah. is that one. Mm-hmm. One Super Bowl for the Bills. And I'm happy forever. They don't ever have to win again after that. I'm sure that tune will change if they win a Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, I'll immediately be into dynasty mode. But if you win just one Super Bowl, the amount of pressure it relieves, the amount of storylines and narratives that just go out the goddamn window... You just need one moment. So I need a coach that puts you in the position every year to be at that moment, and one time it's going to happen. Because and kick it, a field goal that doesn't work. Yeah. Instead of going for a touchdown. Sorry. I'm just, yeah. I told you, I just don't. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. You want them to go for it on that fourth and nine? I yes, always. I want them to go. I want them to put the ball in Josh's hand on every fourth down if they need to win the game with that play. Like I, I, 
We didn't even talk about the fake punt that happened. We didn't even bring that up. That like, I have no issue with that. They I have an issue with what do you mean? putting the ball on Demar Hamlin. The, That's the what I mean. Don't call a fake punt. Leave Josh there and let him be a I don't even know and just run through people. You ended up with the Chiefs had six guys on the line of scrimmage. The Bills had eight. Even with Hamlin catching it, you still have a mismatch. They should have been able to pull that off, and they just they flat out didn't execute Dude, that. Ten, the Chiefs had ten guys on the field. There was one less guy. I have no issue with the play call. I have an issue with the execution of it. I don't. I, I have. I, I have an issue with the ball. Just give it to Josh Allen. Listen, that I play with fourth and nine across the board. Special teams has been a goddamn disaster. Also. So why are we trusting them in the biggest moment? One of because the biggest moments. Sometimes to make you, a play, you got to have faith in the guys you have in the building. You I do. I have there. faith you in Josh put... Allen. Okay, so you only have faith in Josh Allen. I'm, I'm just a pretty good guy to have faith in on this team. Well, yeah, but then you're spending two hundred forty million dollars on the other fifty-two, and you're telling them you don't trust any of them. I'm not trusting my non-starters on the team to make a play on nothing on something they haven't run all year in one of the biggest games that you win or you go home. Yes, I'm going to trust Josh Allen a little more than DeMar Hamlin. Nothing against him, but I'm going to trust Josh Allen more. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I, it is. It is. I did like the comparisons did sean mcdermott think this was a disney movie oh, like, did you think I, giving it to Demar- oh, I, was di- I was dying when i saw but that they end because... up they end up a couple yards short. if that worked it 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 does become a disney moment oh right? it does no it and i can hear i can changes. hear nance go this is storybrook again storybook yeah. sorry like again like he did when naheem hines ran the touchdown back like i could hear it right but it didn't happen so let's not even worry about it like right it, but at some point, ball, that's kind of to my bigger point of McDermott puts them in a position to no. execute and they don't do it. The guys on the field have to be the ones to get it done. Plays called, you execute it. And they didn't. And whether that's Sherfield dropping passes, Diggs dropping a pass, Allen not connecting with Shakir in the end zone, Bass missing the field goal, AJ Klein not covering Kelsey. Like there's a laundry list of things that didn't work. So I don't I don't know at this point. I think you need some wholesale changes personnel-wise. Well, the changes are coming. I got a lot of free agents coming up. Yeah. Did you get the 10 minute warning there? No. Yeah, yeah, now I did. Okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about what they've got because okay. they've got 22 free agents coming. And then there's even more questions past that. Is it that many? Is it 22? 22. Damn. Out of a 53 man roster, but that's the life they've been living with bringing yeah. on guys on one year deals, two year right. deals. You, oh, yeah. You're paying the quarterback 40 something million dollars. He's 20% of the cap on his own. Right. Like Diggs and Allen combined will be, I believe, 30% of the cap. Damn. They'll restructure those for sure then. Yeah, they get they're gonna have to squeeze some money out of that. But looking at the list of free agents, 
I only see a handful of names that I would even want back. Like, and there's yeah. big names. I mean, obviously, Gabe Davis has been talked about a lot. Micah Hyde's been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that, but then there, those two kind of get written up. There are names in there that are essential, and then there's names that they're in there that aren't that have been along for the ride that'll be sad farewells. Right. But like looking at the list, who are three that you would keep? Yeah. Um, I would definitely. I'm just trying to look here. I would say first off, like Daquan Jones. I mean, I think, that, yeah, like I, I think that. Yeah, I think that he's going to want some, like a decent amount of money, but I think that stopping the run when he's in is much more successful. Like the guys on the edge, usually, usually I'll say this can get to the quarterback easier when he's in, you know, taking double teams and, and such. So I would definitely say Daquan Jones. Um, next I would probably say Tyrell Dodson. I mean, in the backup role, he basically stepped up and played, you know, a lot of the year with Milano going out and then, you know, so well, I would say at, at the beginning of the season, everyone thought that Dodson was going to be that Mike linebacker. Right. I know we didn't and see Bernard kind of right. Cause Bernard like was him. hurt through the preseason. And then all of a sudden the bill say, no, no, Bernard's the guy. That was a massive question mark. Yeah. And guess what? Both dudes stepped up. Bernard turned into an absolute stud and beyond, I think, anybody's wildest imagination what they were dreaming he could be. And then when Milano goes out, Dodson has played unbelievably well. Yeah. He was always involved. It seemed like every big play the defense had against the Chiefs, Dodson was involved somehow. Yeah. He's always there. He was always sniffing it out. And I think the problem is, is that he's going to require more money than just being a special teamer contract that he's been on for the past couple of years. You think so? You think he's going to get paid? I think he's going to get paid. I think the word is now out around the league that this guy can play and he can be had. He's not going to require top 10 money by any means, but somebody's going to bet. And the question is, can the bills afford to match that? Yeah, and what's maybe. his interest level in staying? Because right. he's going to be number three. He's going to slide back in behind Milano and Bernard. Mm-hmm. Is that what he wants, or does he want to go start and be the guy somewhere? Yeah. I mean, it depends, I guess, what he's looking for. If he's, you know, money-focused, there's definitely someone who will give him good money to, you know, be one or two, definitely. But, right. um, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll – yeah. Obviously, we don't know right now, but he's one I'd love to have back, but I don't yeah. think they can. Yeah. Well, we said that about a lot of people, and it surprises us. So I'll let Bean work his magic. Right. That's sometimes you got to have faith that they actually know what they're doing. Bean, but sure. Yeah. Mm. All right. So you gave me Jones. Those two. You gave me Dodson. Who else? Uh, I'm going to say Taylor Rapp. Yeah. Yeah, with the changes coming at the safety position, that's... You got to have a guy who at least has been here for a little bit. I mean, I know Cam Lewis is on this list, too, and there's talk he could move there, too. But, like, you got to have... We don't know the the futures of Hyde and Poyer, you know? So you got to have Taylor Rapp. Poyer isn't on this list. Do you think he's back, or is he hanging it up in him and Hyde? Because all indications are that Micah Hyde's going to be done yeah i mean 
he's got the choice. He can come back for one more year and kind of play that hybrid of, you know, safety linebacker thing that he was doing. Or, I mean, he can ride off into the sunset with, with Hyde, you know, it d- depends on if he wants to go through another year, try and win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's under contract for one more, but right. I think, you know, yeah. If you, I think if you're under contract, I think part of me thinks Poyer just still wants it too bad to give it up. And I think if you can, if you can keep him, it, I mean, he's aging, he's getting up there. He's not what he used to be, but he did really well playing in that hybrid oh yeah. position. Oh yeah. And I think he can also help lead whatever they decide to do safety wise. Oh yeah. I because, mean, having him in the room. To right. If you keep rep and if you are converting one of these corners to safety, he can help shape your next generation mm-hmm. in that sense. But I I would put Poyer at 50-50. I would put Hyde at like 10% chance. Yeah. Maybe I, even, I just maybe don't think lower. he's coming. You know? No. I mean, he, he the injuries, they're taking their toll. And at some point, you got to recognize you've made your money. You gave it your best shot. Yeah. Get out of here healthy and enjoy the rest of your life because Yeah, oh yeah. There's so much more after football, you know. Right. You 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 win a Super Bowl, but then what? You're sentenced to a life of chronic pain and whatever right. else that comes with it. Like one more bad injury. He's already had neck issues. He's I know stingers this year. Like yeah. that it's just not something you play around with. Right, yeah. If it's oh you keep pulling your hamstring and then you got a bad hamstring. That's a whole lot different than Than neck injuries, head and neck and back like that. That's a whole new ball game. Yeah. But yeah, I think, all right, let's do some rapid fire. Stay or go. I want your takes. We're going to run right down the list here. If anything catches your eye, let me know. Um, All right. Starting right at the top. Gabe Davis. I think he's gone. He's gone. He absolutely gone. Which, yeah. quick sidebar, credit to Gabe Davis as a captain. Oh, he, for sure. Like, everybody talked about Josh consoling Bass after the game. Yeah, Gabe was One, right it's not on Bass. Two, Gabe's right there with him. You oh, couldn't yeah. see it because he didn't have his big jersey on with his name plate to pick him out. Of, but he's he's right there with him in oh, Bass's yeah. face telling him, like, hey, keep your head up. Yeah. Which... And- Oh, well, I mean, that's why he's a captain. You know, that's why he was voted a captain. I think he takes that, you know, as a great responsibility, and he's proud of that. It, You know, it just this year was a little tough for him on the field, and I think, I mean, he's earned his right to go to free agency and see, but just based on his comments yeah. um, after, you know, locker clean out yesterday, I just, I, I don't think he's coming back. No, it's a, it's a spot you, you really can't afford to pay when there's so many guys coming out of the draft here. You can get someone on a rookie contract. For sure. All right. Micah Hyde, gone. Yep. Daquan Jones, I think he's back. Hopefully. Leonard Floyd. I would love to see him back, but it's it's going to depend on money with this team. I mean, I think at his, you know, uh, locker clean-out interview, he said something along the lines of, like, I'll go where the money goes, but I'd love to be back in Buffalo. I mean, it's just going to – what at the end of it, he might be like, uh, you know, we restructured everybody. We signed who we need to. Let's see how much money we have left. But I would love to see him back. Yeah, agreed. Tim Settle. I don't think he's coming back. Nope. Jordan Phillips. I think he might retire. Yeah. He, he said probably. he might be done. Yeah. Tyler Matikevich. Played Prop. one snap on defense. Yeah. Probably for special teams. Out. Yeah. Buna Ford. Gone. No. 
Dane Jackson. Depends on if he'll come back on a yep. minimum. Dodson, who knows? David Edwards. Depth of the line. He didn't. What are you yeah. going to do? Sherfield. Okay. Probably not. Nope. Damian Harris. Probably not. Taylor Rapp. We both want to keep, but who knows? Linval Joseph. Gone. I mean, I love a big man, but I don't think he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Morris. Yeah. I'd be in for him. Yeah. Good depth. Yep. Latavius Murray. No. 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 Uh, let's see. Okay. So only a couple names left on this list, and they feel like big ones. Mm-hmm. Sh- Shaq Lawson. If you're going to be talking about losing Settle, Phillips, Puna Ford, Linval Joseph, Leonard Floyd, like that's a lot of names on the defensive yeah. line is Shaq Lawson, a depth piece you bring back. Um, I'm always with these kind of depth pieces. I'm, I'm basing it off of like, what do they want money wise? I'm assuming Shaq with being late in his career, isn't going to ask for too much. So I, I could see them bringing them back for, yeah. you know, next year, probably just a one year deal though. Yeah. And then the big one on the defensive line, AJ Epinesa. I, I I still don't know what he can do. Can he be a full-time or is he just a rotational splash play guy? Because he had yeah. moments that he was great, but yeah. can he do that consistently and will it be worth the money? Yeah, I, it's tough. I mean, he, had, he was hurt a couple games um, this year, but... I mean, he may, like you said, he makes splash plays. You know, he's got that long reach that he made a couple interceptions on this year. Um, the Sam Howell one sticks in my yeah. brain. Yeah, it was crazy, you know. Yeah. But he, at the end of the day, I mean, it for this team, for anybody, it's going to come down to money. And can they make it work? Does it make sense to bring him back on, you know, a big deal when you're, you have to pay Von Miller? Maybe you want to bring Floyd back? I, It's going to be tough this season to see how – they're going to, you know, distribute the money to people. But, I mean, I can see them bringing them back, but it has to be on the right, you know, contract. Yeah. So then two guys that are under contract that I want to pick your brain about because I have my thoughts. And in my thoughts, it's the two names I'm thinking about. You just mentioned Von Miller. Aye. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Dawson Knox. Yeah, that's interesting. I... Unfortunately, I'm in a position where I'm rooting for Von Miller to get suspended so they can cut him and save the money. But yeah, that's, I mean, like, yeah. who, I don't, that's barring legally what actually happened with right, him down yeah. in Dallas. And Did it happen? Didn't it happen? We won't what find the, out. Right. We'll, we'll never have the details. But if he gets suspended, that is a free out for the Bills. Yeah, that they can just drop them and all that money is then saved. That, that all, would help. That would instantly relieve their pressure. But he started to look like Von Miller again in the Chiefs game. He played yeah, really well. He better. I know he looked better, unfortunately. You know, I mean, if he can be what he was when he first got here next year, like then I'm not going to have a problem. If he's going to look like he did this year, I you're going to have to play him and he's going to have to be here because there's no out until year three of that deal. Right. But it's, it's going to be tough, you know, working around that line when he's there. But I mean, let's just hope he just keeps, you know, trending up like he was towards the end of the year. Right. If, if, if he's got to stay on the roster 
and he can get back because I mean, look at Trey White coming back from his knee injury yeah. last Thanksgiving against the Saints. He didn't look like himself, right? When he like the season when he came back mid season, it like mm-hmm. he had to round into form and get back to it. Like that's a yeah. big injury. So uh, there was just enough from Vaughn to give me hope that he still could be the disruptor that they brought him in to be. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we'll we'll see what ultimately happens. I mean, what a little side note, what are you going to do with Trey, too? I mean, he's coming off two major injuries. Yeah, that's like, where that's where he's too. at. If, if he can come back and you still have Rasul Douglas – that's great because yeah. I think that takes some pressure off of Trey if he doesn't have to be the guy. Oh yeah. That. Okay. If you've it's got not a bad cornerback room there. Right, and then all of a sudden you can open up an option for somebody to slide back to safety. Mm, true. You've got the options there that somebody could slide back and learn Benford and like right. Lewis Dane Jackson, whoever it is, but. And that so I am in the camp offensively that Dawson Knox needs to be traded. Yeah. I think they wanted to set up this offense to run two tight ends. They wanted to run both of them. But unfortunately, that was the plan under Ken Dorsey. That was what or, they wanted to execute. Or, or McDermott and being in the whole McDermott. Right. But they got themselves to a point where they had that and it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. I mean, Dalton Dalton Kincaid emerged as a massive threat when Dawson Knox was out hurt. Mm -hmm. That was his coming out party and then became an established target. Yeah. I, I, when you're talking about Cook and Shakir and Diggs, and Kincaid, if you have and you draft a wide receiver, that then becomes your five weapons mm-hmm. with your offensive line and Josh filling out the 11. Right. I don't see a way that Dawson Knox works his way back into being part of the offense unless they overhaul the system, but there's just it's almost a, there's too many mouths to feed and for what they're paying him. I don't think it's worth it. And he can be of significant value. There's a lot of teams that are looking for a top 20 tight end. Mm -hmm. And I think he still can be that, but Dalton Kincaid, I think can be a top five tight end. Yeah. I mean, at least pass catching, he needs to work on blocking a little bit from what they said, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Dawson Knox, since he got here was, you know, I wouldn't say my favorite player, but definitely one of them. Just like, you know, how he helps in the community and how, you know, everything with the Punt Foundation and like on the on the field, he's made some crazy plays, even against the Chiefs itself, you know. Right. But it kind of turned into, you know, maybe a change of like what what they wanted, you know, from this offense. I think they tried twelve personnel. I don't think they thought it would work the way it like go the way it did. And I think they saw the success that they were having with, you know, Dalton Kincaid. And 
I don't know if you're going to be able to move his contract um, just because it was, I mean, someone might take it, but it's, it's just going to be tough because I think they would in, like want to have him still, but I mean, it's going to, money's going to rule this off season. And if they see they have a partner that they can offload that salary to, I mean, they definitely have a shot at doing that, but I'm not sure how that, that would go yet. Cause I think they liked having both of them on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like having him. I like the vibes. I like, I mean, he's caught the first touchdown in four straight playoffs for the bills. Right. So I mean, he's been as reliable and done everything you've asked of him. It just may be one of those, I mean, $13 million for him yeah. to have one catch in a playoff game is a business move, right? That's too, that's too much. It ends up being, it. it's gonna, if they do trade him, it's going to end up feeling like Harrison Phillips leaving, going to Minnesota. I agree. He's he's beloved. He never did anything wrong. All right. It, it just, just is the him. nature of the beast. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Sidebar, real quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. Happened to have Twitter open. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Uh-oh. looking to our source, Rachel Bush. Oh, boy. <laughs> saying that's what we got for sources on the eye on the ball podcast well i mean that's what everybody's got for sources she put it on twitter x whatever the hell you want to call it yep uh somebody tweeted at her saying jordan's got at least one more tank of gas left for the bills Mm -hmm. and she said 100 there's no retirement speech coming from him yet need that ring first i mean she would know yeah, I was just saying, if anybody's going to know what the plan is, it would be her. But And it, I think that that would ease my concerns on the secondary yeah. significantly. That would also mean, and I swear if this happens, I'm, I'm going to be, we can jump on for like a, we can do some like draft episodes too, but like. Oh yeah, as if, we get closer. If Poyer's back. That would hopefully mean not a first or second round safety and more towards a first and second round or, you know, first or second round wide receiver. Yeah. So that would put more, you know, faith in, hey, please, you don't need the safety right now because you still have Poyer in that. I think they'll either sign a veteran or, you know, have a lower round draft pick at safety. But, I mean, if that that – I'm trying yeah. to think of how – like Poyer and rap would kind of work, but I mean, it's really, it's better than losing both of them to be honest with you. Yeah. And Hyde, and so. They've done a lot with that already with Micah Hyde being in and out. So, yeah. and the sure. bills to their credit have a pretty solid success rate of mid round hits when it comes to their draft choices. I mean, you look at the last couple of years, Gabe Davis was a fourth round pick. Tyler Bass, sixth round. Isaiah Hodgins, I miss him deeply right now. Yeah. That draft class, though, in 2020, Epinesa, Zach Moss, Gabe Davis, Jake Fromm, Tyler Bass, Isaiah Hodgins, and Dane Jackson. That's that's a lot of solid play there. Yeah, it's not bad on that one. Yeah. But then you look back to the 2019 draft. Ed Oliver and Dawson Knox are the only guys left. Right. That's and tough. 
Eddie just got paid, so he's in. And with all the changes coming on the defensive line, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, 2021, Spencer Brown was a third-round pick. He rounded into form this year. He looked way better yeah, this season. He looks a lot better. Yeah. And then 2022, you took Elam with – the biggest question mark was Elam as, like, looking at it two years removed. The first-round pick was the question mark. And he Second makes round, plays when he's on the field. He just right. can't get on the field. Right. But that rest of that class, second round, James Cook, third round, Terrell Bernard, fifth round, Khalil Shakir, sixth yep. round, Christian Benford, seventh round, Balin Spector. Oh, yeah. Like they hit on that one. You're talking your best players out of that. Yes, James Cook at second round, but Terrell Bernard is in the third round and Khalil Shakir in the fifth. Yeah. And Benford in the sixth. Those are yeah. unbelievable values. Yeah, they've played. So now I look at this year, Dorian Williams. I think everyone forgets he's a rookie. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I, I did throughout the year. I thought he's yeah. been here for like three years. Justin Shorter spent the year on IR. Mm -hmm. So there may be, but that's another fifth round wide receiver, just like Shakir, that there's a lot of potential for him. And Osiris Torrance, to his credit, he played unbelievably. Yeah, yeah. Especially being here. lined up with Spencer Brown, that right side of the line was such a scary mark. Oh yeah, when they first season. started. Oh yeah, and they they stepped up. They rose to the occasion. Yeah, I mean that whole line stayed healthy the entire year too, which was, I mean, that usually doesn't happen. But the right. addition of like Connor McGovern too. I mean, with Dion McGovern, Mitch, and then um, Torrance, and then like Spencer Brown. I it held up better than I thought it would, especially on the right side with Spencer Brown. But I think he a lot of the questions that was asked, you know, at the end, like last year, I think he I think he quieted all of it. I mean, he had a very solid year this year. I mean, there obviously it's not perfect. It's going to be hard to be perfect, but especially when Josh is running all around. But I think, you know, from where like he was to where he is, I mean, I'm I'm okay with him on the right side of the line. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bills have a history of hitting on these mid-round picks. Got to do it again. A few years, right. That's what we talk about, like, first round need a wide receiver, second round need a wide I, I'm completely, I'm not knocking that. I think 100% yeah. they need a receiver in the first round. Yes. They they pick 28, or you got one or two. They, they're talking, Bean was talking that they're going to have with a compensatory, they're going to have 10 picks. Yeah. You got to start throwing some at it. You Bund need to bundle, bundle a couple of them and bump yourself up. Yeah. Like the jump from 28 up to like 21, 22, isn't going to be that expensive. It's well, not we like know you're trying Bean to jump likes top. to move up too. Right. It's antsy. Yeah. It, or from 28 to 33. If you got your guy there that you want, great. If not move down stockpile, get this I'm team younger. Because that is going to yeah. make age is a problem. Age is a massive problem. I mean, look at the core of this team. They've been together for six years, seven years at this point. You're talking since Bean and McDermott came in, there's been these guys that have been there. And I mean, my brain still feels like time stopped when COVID started. So I'm thinking 2017 was three years ago, but now it's it seven years like ago. It. Yeah. Like, that's just crazy. <laughs> right. Like all of these guys are getting older. Like yeah. they all it's kind of sad here. when you think about it. 
Right. It is. You know, but uh, so is, I mean, that's the way it goes. I know. That's just, it just goes to show how much more invested we are and how much more bought in than we were during the drought years. Well, how hard, I mean, Hey, I was still watching those games. Oh yeah. But the coming and going and knowing the guys that are locked in outside of Kyle Williams and Fred Jackson and like Stevie Johnson, like outside of those names, Guys, oh, would yeah. come and, guys would come and go. Yeah. Right. Like, all right. Jarris Bird. Like, okay, cool. Had a great season and then whoop, gone. Yeah. Like, he's gone. So there's there's these guys that now you've established a pattern of success and they've been here for every bit of it. It it's way tougher to say goodbye. Yeah. It's tough. Unfortunately, it's gotta happen. So how the business works, man. Yes, sir. All right. So looking at the season as a whole mm-hmm. from being six and six post Eagles game, the run to the playoffs, and then ultimately failing against the Chiefs again. Put try to put a grade on this season because you could argue it's an F because you didn't win the Super Bowl. There's always a fail. You could argue that the first half of the season was a disaster and that would hurt it, but that run to get in boosts everything back up. Where do you fall for a grade? Like, if you had to put a stamp on the whole body of work. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think that, you know, taking everything into account, like, like you said, the 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 kind of rocky start, you know, getting to the point where you're firing in Dorsey, Joe Brady coming in, um, you know, being six and six, going on the run, getting into the playoffs, you know, winning another wild card round game, and then you get to the divisional. It it I don't think I would ever give them you know, above like a B minus C plus kind of area because they're not winning a Super Bowl and they're in this, you know, as long as they have Josh Allen, they're going to be competitive in some way, because I think as long as he's here, you know, whoever the GM is, I mean, Bean right now is going to make those moves to try and make sure that they're competitive every year. But at the end of the day, like, I love going to the playoffs. It's fun. It's fun to see him win. Like, it makes the whole football season fun. Like, wherever we're watching it, we're having a good time. But, I mean, at the end of it, you're not winning the Super Bowl. You know, you want to bring a championship to Buffalo, and you're kind of plateauing at the divisional round right now. So, until that, like, taking everything into account, like, I think at – I'll probably give him a C – because of all the ups and downs they went through. But at the end of the day, I mean, to me, it's a failure because they still haven't won a, a championship. So um, I, I'll, I'll go with like a C, but yeah. I still think the season, I mean, anytime you don't win a Super Bowl, it's a failure. Yeah. I'd go B yeah. strictly for the, they went on the run and they did what they had to do, but they, you had the, Beginning of the season, yeah, you took your bumps and your lumps, but ultimately the a season isn't judged on what you did in the first 12 weeks. It's where you finish. And they got hot 
prove to everybody that they are still as good as they need to be and can be. And like I said, they put themselves in a position to be here because yeah, you can argue six and six. God, that was terrible. Yeah. But they still ended up as the number two seed in the AFC. I, mm-hmm. I you can't get much higher. <laughs> and Baltimore only went what 13 and four because they rested their starters week right. 17. So you're, you're, you're talking, you flip two of those games. Maybe you're competing for the one seed, mm-hmm. but in terms of the regular season, you can't get much higher even with all those ups and downs. And I mean, if you spread those losses out differently, where it's not a five game winning streak to end the season, if they had those wins sprinkled in more and the losses spread out more where they were 10 and seven, like, like things spread out. Yeah. I think that it would be a whole different feel. It's just the way that it happened. I think they responded. I think they got hot at the right time because they had to. I would have liked if they got hot a week or two later. I think the way the schedule worked against them kind of sucked in the fact that they had to show up for Kansas City and Dallas and then still had the Chargers and Patriots and Dolphins left. Mm -hmm. I think if you could have had one of those games later, one of the big games in the last three weeks, kind of the way the Dolphins finished their season with just massive matchups three in a row. Right. Yeah. That might've geared them up for it a little bit better, but you came out of the season, regular season. You went into Miami week 18, completely healthy. And the wheels just fell off with defensive injuries because you were playing playoff football right from the game on there. Oh yeah. Since you were six and six, you're playing playoff football. Right. You know? And I think, I, I truly think this team is one or two plays away from being, at that level of Super Bowl champion. Yeah. One or two injuries, one or two plays. And I think that that literally it, so much of it comes down to luck that you have to just continue to put yourself in that position and you get lucky at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game now, isn't it? I mean, why I have no doubt that they'll be back there next year. I mean, they got some tough opponents that they got to play, but I mean, I, I could definitely see them kind of being in the same position. I know that going into next season, even with the changes on the roster, I'm going to, you know, that's, I'm going to assume that they're, you know, in the, you know, talk for the division and top in the top four seeds in the AFC East. So, I mean, it's a, we got a long way, long wait until then, but um, I, again, pick them to make the playoffs and hopefully go on a run next year. Yeah. That's, you look at the opponents, there's there's some tough ones and there's some cupcakes and there's, I mean, it's a mix. And yeah. what you think going into the season isn't what the season becomes. Oh, always. And I thought everybody, they were be like 14 and three this year. Right. Know? And I mean, you look at home opponents, Jacksonville and Tennessee from the AFC South. Both mm-hmm. of those are winnable. Arizona, right. winnable. Jets in New England, winnable. Miami, winnable. And then San Francisco and Kansas City. Right. Two of the top two of the four remaining teams coming here. Those will be tough. Oh yeah. Then on the road, you got Houston, Indy, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Lions. The Bills have to play all four of the remaining teams. So you're you could argue the top four teams in in the NFL. The Bills have to play all of them next year. Mm -hmm. Two at home, two on the road. Yeah. But 
I look at this, I look at every single game, and we're now into a position. I used to play a game during the drought where I would look when the schedule came out, and I would look at it, and I would do best-case scenario, and I would do worst-case scenario. And then yeah. I would find the average of those numbers, and that would be my prediction for the Bills. It's now swung to a point where best-case scenario is 17-0. There's no team they can't beat. It's true. You would say even in best-case scenario during the drought years, it was – well, that was when it was a 16 game schedule. So you're saying best case dream scenario was 13 and three or 12 and four. Yeah. And the realistic was in the seven, eight, nine wins. <laughs> now, 17 and 0 is the ceiling. Winning a Super Bowl is the ceiling. You've elevated the standard to this point. Now you just have to finish. And one of these times, God damn it, they will. You think I'm, so? I'm fully convinced that. Yeah. By the time, not by the time, by the time we've completed one full season in the new stadium, the Bills mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. One of the Such next a long time away. <laughs> but that's that's one of the next three seasons. I know. It's just thinking of it of it that way. I mean, after everything we're going through, yep. I just to to have as much like fire and like excitement for me and just thinking three more years of just divisional round wild card round like just getting knocked out i'm i'm already tired and i know it's just because it's two days after and i'll gain my you know excitement in that in like a month or so but just that's going to be tough waiting there i think it's possible they can do it but i don't know it's 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 going to take a lot it's going to take a lot from Josh. It's going to take a lot from the weapons. It's going to take a lot from the defense. So, yep. Somebody will rise to the occasion. Ooh, quick, quick question for you. What sure. happens first? Bills win a Super Bowl or Sabres make the playoffs? Uh, I think both are in like a purgatory right now. Um, Bandits win another Bowl. championship might be the realistic. Yeah, answer. I would probably <laughs> say Bandits definitely with another championship, <laughs> even though they're not starting off so hot this year. But, I'm going to pick Sabres are just, they're just not, they're just not doing anything. So I'm going to have to say Bill's Super Bowl because they're just, I, I just don't know what they're doing anymore. You know, spent, spent all my time growing up thinking the exact opposite. And now we've we've completely 180 here. Well, yeah, because we got to reach 17 years with the Sabres drought. So we can, you know, one one more to go. Yeah, it's, it's very possible that it could happen. Oh, yeah. They're in three more coaches. But all right. Next week, Jim will be back because we're going to flip the page a little bit. We're going to. No, I'll say it ain't so. Yeah, we're going to put the wrap on the Bills season. Final it's little tough. tidbits of whatever comes out this week heading into. We'll know what the Super Bowl matchup is at that point. And then we are flipping the page to hockey. We're gonna do a Joy. we're gonna do a state of the savers. I've stayed away from them because my mental health just cannot possibly handle two teams doing this to me at once. But I've still been watching. We've been watching every game. Almost I know. I I pretty I, much have watched everyone. Like we put ourselves through it. So and... we'll go into state of the savers, where things stand. It'll time out nicely too because they'll be heading into the All Star break finishing up their trip. They're out on the West coast this week, doing a little California dreaming. Um, but we'll, you, stay, we'll... you staying up for Sabres after dark. 
Of course. Sabres after dark. Did you see the Saturday one? They're in San Jose. It's a four o'clock puck drop. I did Our see time? that. It's a one o'clock in San Jose. They gave them the early one so that they can still fly back and start the all-star break early. It's nice. They yeah. don't deserve it. They don't deserve no, anything nice. They, they, they deserve nothing nice. Yeah, it's just... We deserve a three-game win streak at some point, but if the Bills yeah, can do five, it. the Sabres can do three. The Bills did, what, seven? Five? Six, six, six? in total. Oh, five, yeah. ten, the regular season, and then the Pittsburgh game. Yep. Seven would have been nice. Yep. It was a hell Talking of a run. Next week about football. It was a hell of a run, and guess what? Next year is our year, baby. Maybe, yeah maybe. okay <laughs> for right now because we're still in this year let's just say go baltimore nah go you lions. want the chiefs no i don't want either one of them go lions you think okay so you think what are your predictions for next week then oh my predictions are that san francisco and baltimore are playing in the super bowl but well yeah I they need to because the super bowl logo has their colors in it yeah my my heart is with the lions okay my that brain is one my less, brain is with the Ravens and 49ers. That means that if Detroit wins, that's one less team that never had a Super Bowl that gets one before Buffalo. That's okay. Because that gives you don't that, care about that? that. Nope. That puts more hope into hopeless franchises like us. <laughs> I think there's a lot of hope here. It just that doesn't pan out. Yeah. So so your matchup then for Super Bowl, what you want? Baltimore, Detroit? Not, yeah. That would be what I would want. That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. I think the league will have its hands in it, and it will be Baltimore-San Fran. But the league loves Patrick Mahomes, so we'll and have to league see. Love, league, league loves T-Swift, too. They the marketing do. Of that, imagine That's the true. At the Super Bowl? Wow. Right. That's... Yeah. Man, I take back what I said. KC's going to be there, and they're probably yeah. going to win. Listen, I, I love Taylor, and I had no problem with the whole circus that comes with her. Like, I really, I really yeah. don't. For all the people that have an issue with it, suck it up, man. Yeah, like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't ha- it's mean bringing more eyes to for, football, right? It doesn't. The, did you see the numbers? Oh yeah, Bills Chiefs, the most watched divisional game ever. Yeah, fifty a lot of million people. Wanted to people. See Taylor. Yeah, a lot of people want to see Taylor. A lot of people wanted to see a marquee matchup of two unbelievable quarterbacks. Oh yeah, I mean it'll I always mean, be big, especially right. like. If these games are in Buffalo, people like to see Buffalo. Bills Mafia is crazy. Right. You know, these teams are doomed to meet each other in the playoffs. Oh, every year. The next decade. Like it's it's just going to happen. Stop playing conservative and stop trying to limit his possessions. Just go outscore him, and then we won't have this problem. You want to be the the best, beat the best. Yep. All right. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I am the Ball Podcast. Thanks to Jim Zeiger joining us once again, uh, talking this through with me. Boy, it's a lot easier when you got someone to talk to. If I was yeah. talking to the void, I'd probably need my therapist on the line too. That's that would... true. We're gonna we're gonna pull the people too. Do I get the co-host tag next week and oh, not just a guest? We'll bad. see. We can pull. We can pull them. I, I might be introduced as the co-host. We'll see how things are going. <laughs> But I'll, I'll put we can put that out there. We'll put it to, put it to the people. Yeah, we'll put it to the people that I'm fine with that. And if they say no, I'll just be the guest and I'll just, you know, keep grinding and see what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. It hurts to say it. But as always, 
Go Bills. Oh.